Brian, thank you very much indeed. Uh, they just keep coming, these wonderful messages about great teachers. Um, if I had got a proper job, I might have been a teacher. They're swinging out of my family tree back to famine times, if not beyond that. Uh, hi, Sean. Geraldine Hines was an amazing English and geography teacher in Virgo Clemens in Coolock in Dublin. She instilled a love of English, especially poetry in me. And now as a primary teacher, I really love teaching English to the children and I hope they love it too, says Karen Sweeney Brady. Another one, um, in the early 70s in the Virgin Mary Primary School in Ballymun, we had a wonderful teacher called Jerome Morris who instilled in us a love of music music, theatre, literature and sport, we would have been referred to as disadvantaged. But he gave us confidence to be proud of where we came from. He moved to Germany in 1978, but he remains a personal friend to this day. That from John Ryan in Santry. Lots and lots more. We'll get to some of them uh, as we, as, or some more of them, as I say, as we go on um, today and uh, for the rest of the week and maybe beyond now. As we know, 19 private hospitals have been made public for the duration of the coronavirus pandemic. But how is the new system work in practice? Well, to tell us something of their experience, I am joined by patient Rob O'Brien and by Nick uh, Phil Flynn, a GP with the Mike Hork GP Group. Good morning to you both. First of all, to yourself, Rob, uh, tell us a little bit about your situation. I gather you suffer yeah. from a chest condition. Good morning, Sean. Yeah, I have a long-term chest complaint. Uh, I've always had asthma all my life, but in the last few years, my lungs were getting more and more infections. I'd be getting one, one infection cleared up with antibiotics. And then another infection would come along a week later. I'd need more antibiotics and so on. So I've been, uh, with my asthma, I've been uh, attending a, a private uh, chest consultant in the Bon Secure in Glasnevin for years, for 18, 18 years, in fact. Mm -hmm. And I went... He took me in back in 2014 and he diagnosed a complaint called bronchiectasis, which is a lung condition similar to COPD and CF. There's no cure for it, just management. It's something that will always require uh, care and you need more and more care from specialists. Uh, and a lot of times you're going, you, you may, not a lot of times, Sean, but sometimes you're going to be required to be taken in to get antibiotics and treatments in an in-hospital setting. So here's, here's the nub of it. I was down to get some procedures done in mid-March in the Bon Secure, but all this was cancelled due to COVID kicking off. And I, I that other private hospitals are all closed and I can't access my consultant. You're saying you can't, and there's a little bit of break up there, um, uh, Rob. Yeah, you're sorry. saying that you can't access your consultant, um, and so can't access the man. Yeah. Uh, so where where, where do you go now? So what I here's the thing, right? So um, I've been talking to me GP on the phone the last couple of weeks, and I can't see him either, obviously because of COVID, but. Um, what I do, I just wonder, um, do I need to go uh, to get my GP to write a letter to a chess consultant anywhere and see if he will uh, take me on for a referral? 
Yeah, I mean, um, at least you had an arrangement. There was somebody familiar with you for the last five or six yeah, years. You under, you under, yeah, well, I was going to the man for 18 years, Sean. Yeah. He understood me, Casey. He knew, he knew what worked for me, what didn't work for me. Yeah. But yeah. And it's not just me, Sean. This is all over the country. Um, I mean, there must be thousands of people in Ireland at the moment, Sean, that are suffering with cardiac uh, and cancer problems and are getting their their treatments and care via private yeah. uh, hospitals and doctors. I know that's that's knocked on the head. And here's where the huge thing's going to happen, Sean. There's going to be a huge, a huge surge of people coming up in the next few months requiring more care as they are not getting their treatments now because they are private and they're going to be in a lot of poor outcomes for people or getting pre- treatment done privately. Okay, stay there, Rob. Uh, I want to turn, as I say, to Dr. Mm. Nick Flynn, a GP with the My Cork GP Group. How typical would uh, what we've just been hearing there from Rob be of the cases? Would it be compared to the cases you're seeing yourself in your own practice, uh, Dr. Flynn? Well, I, I think I'd just like to thank Rob for what was a very eloquent description of his own difficulties and the difficulties that we're going to see in general practice and with other patients who have heretofore been attending private consultants. Um, I think it's helpful to, to reflect on how hospitals work and, and, and they're really complicated little ecosystems all in their own right. You have inpatient care and outpatient care and operations and procedures and scans and you've got inpatient then consults on the wards. And in taking over the private hospitals, the, the, the HSC, we all understand it was necessary to, to ensure capacity if a surge arrived. Uh, have taken over the inpatient care, but they haven't really had, had consideration for the patients like Rob, who will need to see their private consultant in an outpatient or rooms setting, and and that's important for all the reasons that Rob so eloquently has just described: clinical governance reasons and continuity of care. Like the clinical governance is really who is responsible. So up until now, Rob has had. Uh, a consultant who was responsible for, me, for meeting all his care needs, both now, so what he needed to have done today, what safety netting needs to be done in the future. So, Rob, I'll see you in three, six, nine months. That'll be at an appointment here or it'll be an appointment with a scan or a blood test. And as well, if Rob, which hopefully won't happen, was to become unwell all of a sudden, that, that consultant would have been available to, to, to see him and to look after him. And that's where the continuity of care comes in. Like, we know that, that, that we get better outcomes all ac- across all... Um, disciplines in medicine if we have continuity of care because again like as Rob so eloquently described his consultant knows his past history knows his personality knows his family circumstances probably and and, and so knows how best to care for him and so we have to be very careful uh, in the current situation that all of those patients who have been attending the, an outpatient setting or the, or the room setting that haven't needed inpatient care still have access to their private consultants because I talked to you before Sean about the difficulties in accessing outpatient care in the public system, where we have for years talked about having a three-year delay to see some of the specialities like ophthalmology, rheumatology, um, orthopedics, neurology, all really specialities that are so important but are so difficult to access. The nub of it seems to be that uh, the consultants um, who previously worked in the private hospitals now taken over by the state 
were only offered or given type A contracts which prohibit any private consultation work in their own private rooms and in private hospitals. Um, so, and, and that's, that's delayed a lot of consultants that just have chosen not to, not to sign up for this. So what do you see as the way out of this? Well, I, 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 I think that the way, the way out of it has to be that, that, that the, the consultants who haven't signed, and even indeed those who have, they need to be facilitated. And my understanding from, from, from talking to consultants on the ground and in Cork, there's a very good like cross-city system in place where, where, where the private hospitals are coordinating very well in the acute care of patients at the public hospitals. But there needs to be a, like a fair system in place for the, for the patients who have heretofore attended a private uh, consultant in an outpatient setting to continue to do that. And my understanding from talking to the consultants is that's not about the consultation fee, but they do understandably have uh, running costs in those rooms of premises and staff that will need to be, I suppose, reasonably covered or, or, or some contribution made to, to allow that system to, yeah, to, and to continue. You have patients who were in the middle. They had a continuum of care, I suppose you would say, uh, Dr Flynn, and um, all of a sudden it's just been taken away from them. Do you have many patients like this in your own care? Yeah, we, we, we do really, and, and I suppose we're eight weeks in now and we're beginning to see it. And again, like, I mean, Rob took every word out of my mouth when, 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 he, when he mentioned that, like, we're really going to see delayed uh, episodes of care now. Chronic disease management is going to be delayed. So if you've got patients like Rob who've got a lung condition or diabetes or heart disease, like, these patients are going to be delayed in seeing their consultants. If as my if as a GP, I could try and arrange a new uh, uh, consultant appointment for a patient in the public system, it'll take weeks, months, years, maybe in some in some situations, and, and so their care is is at risk of being interrupted. I think we have to have cognizance of that and ensure it doesn't happen. Because if it that does happen, there will be poor outcomes for patients. Yeah, and to come back finally to yourself again, uh, Rob O'Brien, uh, as as Dr. Flynn explained, you you explained your condition uh, very eloquently, but. Um, how are you now? How are you minding yourself? And you, you must be quite anxious about, you know, if you do need, um, if, you le- yeah. if, if you need extra treatment or whatever, where do you go? Right, well, here's the thing. Uh, you know, okay, I'm cocooning at the moment because of the COVID. And I'm not in the over 70, but I'm just one of the ones in the underlying, I'm 60, but I'm in the, the underlying situation, underlying uh, conditions, health conditions. Um. So what I've done is, uh, my local GP, as uh, I'm not actually, I'm, I'm very tight, at six, not great with the chest at the moment, and he gave me uh, a prescription there for a week of antibiotics, weeks worth of antibiotics and steroids to see how I do. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping, I mean, I'm on day three now of them, and I'm hoping that they, 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 they'll, they'll sort it out for me. I'm really worried, Sean, because if I have to go to an A&E department, A, I'm going to be scared a lot of the COVID thing. I know I shouldn't be, but I'm hoping that it doesn't come to that, Sean. Mm. But I, I don't know how I'm going to get back and see me, Doc. Um, and then, okay, I'm reading then, if they don't sign the contract, if they sign the, if, if the consultant signed this contract, I'm reading this over the weekend, if the consultant signed the contract, they can no longer uh, see their own patients. I don't know whether that's correct or not. Yeah. Um, um, sorry, speculation, I suppose. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that there's, there's validity in that suggestion or that assertion. Um, and, and lastly to yourself, Nick Flynn, I mean, have you got patients... 
uh, who wouldn't be uh, needing treatment for, for, for COVID-19, but other, other issues that who, just a bit like Rob, they're, they're just, they should be going to A&E, but they're afraid. Well, I think we, we see that across general practice and the, the emergency department. Like, we're keen to, to, to emphasise to patients that like, general practice is open for business and that we don't want patients self-managing conditions at home where they may be like, delaying the, their, their, their access to care. Like, we're open for business. It's certainly not business as usual, but we're open for all the usual business, like whether you've got you know, some tummy pain, whether you've got an ingrown toenail, whether you've got weight loss, whatever the symptom, please, like, I mean, general practice is open. We've changed the way in which we're working. We're working through telephone consultations, through video consultations, but we are still seeing patients and we, we are still arranging blood tests, we're still doing vaccination clinics, antenatal care. Like, we are still open. We're all learning to work in a new way and, and that will go across all sectors of society. But general practice has had to adopt early and we have adopted, but we're open and available to patients and we'd ask patients, please, not to self-manage at home because a lot of issues can be uh, uh, dealt with through consultations so or the history taking traditionally with regards as 90% of the way to making a diagnosis with examination and um, investigations providing the, the final 10%. Yeah. So, so we can do a lot of work over the phone and we are arranging to see patients where it's needed. But we really, really don't want patients. And we all, uh, talking to my colleagues, we have all have anecdotal stories where patients have delayed a symptom to potentially their own detriment. Yeah, and, and finally, Rob, um, I mean, have you been trying to see your consultant to make contact through his rooms or his secretary? Um, yes. And and what's yeah. the story there? Well, their 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 clinic, their you know their their outpatient clinic is closed. Mm. Their the the hospital is closed up completely. Um, so I just have to live and hope. I'm going to try and send off an email this evening okay. today sometime. Well, look, the very best of luck to you with that. And Th- uh, thanks for listening to me, Sean. Rob, it's Thanks, great. You put it so well. Thanks to you and thanks as well to Dr Nick Flynn, a GP with the Mike Hork GP group. Uh, lots of concerns reflected in our text line 51551. I need to get a biopsy on my prostate but that cannot be done now and no indications to when it will be done. It's causing major worries as a listener. Another one, I've been waiting for nearly three years to see a consultant to look at my skin. I fear I have skin cancer but my appointment was cancelled for next week because of COVID-19 and I am very worried. On teachers... Ask anyone who went to Blackrock College in the 1960s or 70s. The English teacher Seamus Grace was a legend. As well as being an inspirational teacher of English, he passed his love of chess onto hundreds of pupils too, says Paddy. Another one, Mr O'Reilly was our maths teacher in Sancta Maria and Ballyroan in Rathfarnham, Dublin. He took us for extra classes at lunchtime and after school when we were doing the Leaving Cert Honours Maths. Endless patience, a good sense of humour. He asked us to reach further, to try harder, and we did. The best teacher I ever knew, says Gráinne Roach in Maynooth. 